0: Thanks for listening to the Greenery Church Podcast. For more information, head to greenery.org.au or follow us on social media at The Greenery Church. Well, thank you all for coming out this morning, this cold day, but we come out first of all to honor the Lord. So thank you and uh, for asking me to come and share. Again, I feel very privileged and honored Let me first just acknowledge country. I'd like to acknowledge that we are living, breathing, praying, crying, worshipping on Awabakal country. I pay my respects to the elders, past and present, um, our elders and Aboriginal people here today. I welcome you all. Uh, Thank you for coming to hear what the Lord would have to say to you. NAIDOC 2021, our theme has been Heal Country and um, you did a brilliant introduction to NAIDOC week. Matt, thank you for that history and it was so great. An Aboriginal Christian stepped out, wrote to the government and wanted to recognise Aboriginal people 150 years ago. Our treatment was uh, very rough. So the theme heal country for me when I'm I'm a Gamilaroi woman and I love working here living here on a country and have worked with the Wobbigal community for over 33 years. So I've worked in this community and seen a generation go through and now the next generation it's beautiful. So land it's so important to us The land owns us. We don't own the land. It owns us. When a mum was pregnant, she would, traditionally, she would dig a hole in the soft red earth and squat down and baby would be born into the earth, covered by the earth. And that was the affinity with the land. You knew which country you belonged to. So every day when I'm going to work, I'm acknowledging a Awabakal country. I'm talking about Cam- uh, Canamble and Camillaroy. And I just got a sticker for the back of my car that I put on this week Camillaroy Country. <laughs> Yay! When I'm driving out back home and I see the landscape and what mining has done in Singleton, Jerry's Plains, Peak Hill, the land looks so barren and it grieves me. So the government can do better with decisions and uh, resource distribution. It's great to see acknowledgement of countries when we're driving into towns. I see that at Gamilaroi and Awabikul. We've got our signs up. And John Country, Central Coast. And uh, I've just been up to Queensland. So going through Nambaka and all those different countries, Goombanga, Biripite, Tari. The signage is there, so that's great. City councils. Newcastle City Council was the first to raise the flag. To the Lord Mayor Joy Cummings, who was a great supporter. So, the theme heal country is the country's sad for its people. Her people are sick. And when we get well, the country will get well. It's also a broader um, meaning of heal country for non Aboriginal people. We all have a part to play in healing country. I just wanted to share, I've had nine days in the Torres Strait and it was fantastic. When I first opened my calendar this year, the first date I circle was the 1st of July because I said, Lord, by your grace, let me be there. They have a celebration every year and it's just beautiful. They have, for 150 years, celebrated the coming of the light. They acknowledge And honour the missionaries that brought the word, that brought the Bible to the Torres Strait. In New South Wales, the uh, public seems to dishonour the missionaries. And um, that is a whole new conversation. But it grieved me when I first went to uni and I heard that because I too have been raised in the bubble of the church. Praise God. So um The Coming of the Light, and this is St. Paul's. So we went to Cuban Village, and that's in Moa Island. And then you have to drive half an hour right to the end to St. Paul's. This is where two missionaries landed. And I just want to read this in 1872. There were eight missionaries on board the HMS Surprise. They dropped anchor at St. Paul's. They were met by one man, Lehan de Bort. He received the gospel and 150 years he preached it to whosoever. God chose him. God can make a man in a grass skirt be bold and be saved. He found something. John one verse one, and the darkness comprehended it not. In Proverbs twenty two twenty eight, we read, "Remove not the ancient landmarks, the ancient of days." This is a sermon that was preached at coming of the light. Lay down the bows and arrows, for the gospel. God has placed something in our hearts. God is coming to you, not a building. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And so it was just this beautiful week. And in Luke 7, verse 50, it says, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. What they spoke to this this, um, chief and warrior. He said, You fight me, not the missionaries. God chose him. God can make a man in a grass skirt be bold and be saved. Your faith has saved you. So, in the Awabakal language, this is a book we got last year for NADOT week from the Bible Society, and uh, it says, "Your faith has saved you. Go in peace." In the Awabakal language, Guruli tabirung garumba moron by katon urug by pital kakiliko. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So in NADOT week, we celebrate our survival to success. We have performances, dancers, the artists, the singers, um, karaoke. um It's lovely to gather and to, to see who's still with us. We miss our elders who have passed. I miss the young people who've suicided. And they've suicided because of lack of hope. And so I praise God that we have faith in Jesus, all my hope is in Jesus. So we're going to go on a bit of a trip to the Torres Strait and when I got there, the children can't swim in the water, there's crocodiles all around the island, there's crocodiles and you've got this magnificent, beautiful aqua water for miles and miles and miles, it's the prettiest water and you can't go swimming. Everybody travels from boat from island to island, many islands in the Torres Strait. The children stand on the jetty and fish all day long. They're just pulling in Trevelli and barramundi, like we pull in, um, you know, flathead and <laughs> other fish. It, I'm just looking at the kids walking home with their fish I thought, fish and chips for tea. <laughs> we all wore thongs. It was just so beautiful. It was significant. Well, we had church every night. So um, this is mowa Island. This is uh, this is actually in St Paul's. The lady in blue is a, a really high government official who works in Northern Territory, comes home. Her country's Badu. That's an island 10 minutes across the water. The next lady is from Landsborough Church, the next lady is Aunty uh, uh, Josie who we stayed in her brother's house next door and Beck is from Brisbane and um, this is um, Dora. The first day we met she had a yellow T-shirt on so we called her Yellow Bird. So we were just singing that song Yellow Bird from the Sapphires <laughs> all the time. And what was so beautiful is that all the churches on the island come together. There's unity. So... The Monday we were at the Anglican Church and they had this celebration and honouring the missionaries and praising God. This is the second day we went to the AOG Church and this is the pastor in the purple shirt and the pastor from St Paul's in the yellow shirt they came across and pastor's wife, Sister Rita, she's also a preacher, she's on bass guitar, it was deadly, and her brother on the keyboard, oh the music and the Torah straight, my goodness, I think I left my heart there, this is the table, the pulpit, just beautiful, and um, everybody, just flowers everywhere, but that unity of coming together, and because my friends, the um Gaia Sisters, they're Seven Day Adventists, and they stay at my house. So they're always between Armadale and Sydney. So they stay at my place and they invited me to come. So the Seven Day Adventists took a team to Moa Island every year. So on Moa Island, Auntie Tessie and Uncle John, he's a, a lay preacher. He was in the military for Torres Strait, the beautiful granddaughter. And they're 75 Amazing. So here we are in the church hall. These are all Seventh Day Adventist singers, and my sisters there. The young man on keyboard—it was anointed. I've never heard a keyboard how we played it, and a man with a mouth organ. We used to have mouth organ guitar at the camp before I was taken away. So it was just so very special to hear that. This lady in the front with the orange dress is 86. She runs the island every day. You hear these footsteps coming. I thought it's a little child coming. It was this lady and she ran straight past us. I thought, oh, shame. But she runs every day. And uh, the gentleman in, in the green and yellow is Pastor Chappie. He absolutely loves being on the island and working with the island people. He also has a boat, the church bought an eight-seater boat and they go across to Horn Island where the airstrip is. So that's a three and a half hour ride. Um, When we left in the morning, it was very rough. But um, he just loves the people. He loves God. He goes the extra mile. His sermons are like Jesus, like parables, uh, just easy to listen to. And he just a godly man, and the women here. We had prayer meetings, a ladies' meeting, and each time we had prayer groups and praying, somebody would pray for the mothers. Oh, it just touched my heart praying, and they would honor Mary. They would say, "Thank you, Mary, Mother of Jesus, for bringing Jesus into the world." help us to be good mothers they weren't Catholic they were just honoring mothers and that really struck a chord so in the city we're often praying you know for prosperity or for our careers or for programs but bring it back simplicity was extraordinary and uh, every night they would sing a blessing song Baba Waya Holy Spirit go with you um, till we meet again and um ...lots of songs in language and harmony. The young kids had children's club here in the hall every day... ...and their theme was shipwrecked and rescued. I thought, great word for me to see on the first day I arrived, (laughs) shipwrecked. But a great theme for the gospel. And um, so there was four people in the kitchen cooking food for nine days breakfast, lunch and tea. That's huge. Uh, In our prison ministry, we had three days and uh, I've done kitchen duties for three days, nine days, just extraordinary. There were five people who cleared a block of ground as big as this, it was so thick, cleared it right off, dug up the soil and planted fruit trees. They planted 15 hibiscus and frangipangy trees along the church. And then you had the kids' club, so about seven, eight teenagers ran the children's club every day. Just beautiful service. They go to Moa every year. Uh, Four tradies put on a new roof on the Adventist church and insulation, and they painted bits with this special paint because you get the salty sea breeze all day long. And uh, so the other churches were so amazed at the activity, people coming and what they're doing in service for the Lord. And they flew in the electrician from Thursday Island. Two electricians were flown in by helicopter to do all the legal stuff. And when I thought about the organisation to get all that food across to Moa before we arrived, um, so everything comes from cans to... Thursday Island and put on a small barge and then that's brought around to Moa, and all that tin sheeting and nuts and screws it's just extraordinary planning and um, everybody wears flowers <laughs> I had to wear a red hibiscus but their colours they love to wear dresses with flowers and wear leis and uh, it's such a happy island a godly island they have road signs, beware the horses." We told them we got signs for kangaroos. <laughs> and out at Fennels Bay there's a sign, "Mother Duck and the Little Ducklings. They said, "What? <laughs> well they have wild horses running the island. Mm. It was COVID-free. There's no ice on MoA. Ah oh, there's no suicides on MoA. And it was like living in a village 50 years ago. And you just go next door, sit on the veranda, have tea, have testimony. They share about their faith in God, and I just could see that holiness and and love, just the love in them. The three sisters, a so pastor and elder, Annie Lil was born on Moa, and Annie Doreen was born on Thursday Island. Lynelda was born on Palm Island and so we're fortunate to sing and do prison ministry with our sister Doreen. And I think that's what God's waiting for. The churches to come together was just beautiful. And going back, it was rough seas. (laughs) We were rocking and rolling in this little boat. We put on black plastic bags they cut off. and for our arms and we just look like Star Wars sea warriors <laughs> and I've never worn thongs every day so you wear thongs every, everywhere but uh, and we all knew that story of Jesus in the boat when <laughs> it gets a bit rough but praise God it was just beautiful. What remains in in me is the simplicity of village life, the strong faith in the goodness of God. They loved their neighbours, just sharing food with each other. We sat on verandas and every time a car would, well, there's only two cars. (laughs) If there was two in the one street at the one time, that was peak hour. (laughs) We just walked everywhere and it was so easy and, oh, between half past two and quarter to three, every day there's a dog fight. Four or five dogs fight. And we said, what is this? Look, they're on time again. It's like I'm going to bash you when school gets out. I don't know what that is. It be a tradition. We were just cracking up. It was just so funny. <laughs> and uh, so back in Newcastle, here's beautiful Sarita's beautiful artwork and Oh, God's just blessed her so much because she's faithful to God and his word and so these colours like the Torah Strait, uh, pillows and backsplashes for kitchen, she's now got them in rugs and scarves and just gorgeous just some local people. Now Joel Winnetong, who was in a hip-hop band, he's now Doctor. Dr. Joel and his dad, Mark uh, Winnertong's very important doctor in Queensland. So we've been blessed to have Joel down here in Newcastle for a while. I can't remember this young girl's name, but studying medicine. Our own Dr. Kevin Kelvin Kong, uh, the first Aboriginal surgeon in all of Australia. He's now a professor and he does ear, nose and throat operations for children. Uh, This is Marilyn Lowe, the first Aboriginal nurse to graduate Newcastle 1963 without ab study, without a tutor, really, really hard. So I love to honour Marilyn. Uh, Phil Towney was the Aboriginal Hospital Liaison Officer at John Hunter for 14 years, and he's doing work with domestic violence and men and DOT, uh, Dot was a mental health clinician. Stanley Moylan, uh, he goes to Adamstown Uniting. Stanley uh, is in the sterilisation unit. Chrissy is a clerical, and I was in social work. So, um, you know, yeah, just some wonderful work being done in the Hunter. And when we we're on that boat coming back to <laughs> Horn Island, there were turtles bobbing up and down in the water. I just look at this, you know, we might see dolphins here, but up there in Torres it's turtles. So I'll never look at a turtle. I will look at a turtle in a different light. Yeah, just being blessed by the people. I did say that my theme was, you know, Lord, you've been our dwelling place from generation to generation. He's been my dwelling place. And I've dwelled in a tent, in a tin hut, been homeless twice, lived in a car Then went back home. (laughs) It was too hard. (laughs) Lived in department housing for 39 years, and because my brother died and left some money, I was able to buy a house. And when I got that check, I said, "Brother, he'd lost two legs and an arm." And I said, "Brother, I'd rather you be alive and you have your limbs than I have this check to buy a house." But it is God who fills the walls. I've been to so many houses where the walls are just held up by stress. But God's been so very faithful to me and I'd just love to pray and declare his name. Let me just close with a word of prayer and then I want to share a song the Lord gave me about two months ago and when it comes so easy I wrote it in uh, one hour and 20 minutes and then it's, it's spoken word and then I had to find a piece of music to back it. And I had an instrumental on and it was the fourth song. I found the song in 10 minutes. So when it comes so easy, you know, it's from the Holy Spirit. And um, i just love to share that. So let's just pray first of all. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence here today. And Lord, I thank you for this church and the leadership, Lord, the love they have for all people. And Lord, I love it that they honour the First Nations, Lord. Father, we want to be part of that group to see revival come to the Great Southland. Help us, Lord, to be counted in that number. So, Father God, I just um, thank you for we've um, seen plagues. You say in the last day you'll send plagues and we've seen the plague of mice and COVID. Thank you, Lord, that the plague of mice is over. They've gone from Walgut, Maureen, Bawarana. And, Lord, we pray to keep us safe from COVID here in the Hunter. Father, keep our rural communities free from this um, plague of COVID. Lord, we stand in the gap, Lord, while I wait for other Aboriginal people to come, be saved and work with us. Lord, we know you love them. We love them. So bring the prodigals home, Father God. And, Lord, we ask you to bless our heroes of the faith. I think of Uncle Ozzie Cruz and the Nadens, the uh, Mantons, Lord. We think of the Toomey family and the Saunders and our first hero, Brother Nichols. Thank you for the work, for the pavement, the, f- the footprint on the fa- pavement, Lord, and for the building of the church in the Aboriginal communities. Lord, we know that you can change a city, you can change the nation. Lord, break the curse of incarceration over my people. And, Father, raise up more labourers and ministers. Many are coming out of prison, so we thank you that time in prison is a mission field. The rehab bed is a mission field. So, Father, may they hear the voice of God, stir their hearts and surrender. So, Father, we also ask that you give our non-Aboriginal friends a vision of their place and purpose in the Great Southland, bind the spirit of offence and birth something new here today. Lord, dwell in us, your Holy Spirit, and praise you, Father, for being our dwelling place for all generations. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take some time now to consider what really stood out to you in that message. God has been speaking to you. What is it that he said to you? If you're in the room with someone else, turn and share with them what stood out to you. And I say to them, how can I pray for you? Share with them something that you love about God and something that you're thankful for this week. Or phone someone and ask them those questions. What do you love about God? What are you thankful for this week? And how can I pray for you?